everyone. Welcome back to our Women of Influence podcast. We've missed you this past week, uh, but my name is Kara, and we just have an incredible day for you. We are continuing on our My Story series, and um, today we are talking about relentless love. Just the name of it is just so powerful. You know you're in for something great. But our wonderful woman of influence that we have in our studio today, her name is Maria. She is a mother of three. She also um, she works from home. She's an accountant. Her husband um, is a lawyer, which is amazing, but she just has an incredible story that I know is going to touch every single one of you today. But first, before we dive into Maria's story, I would love to introduce the founder of Women of Influence, Pastor Tammy. Hey, Kara, how are you? I'm so good. Oh, you know what? You just led us in the most awesome prayer before this (laughs) podcast, and we could stop now. There's so much anointing in this room, but we want our listening audience and viewing audience, since we are videoing this as well, to hear this incredible story. Absolutely. And um, Maria, I just, I love you, and I'm so excited that you're in our studio with us today. And, you know, um, just looking at your face right now, I just want to smile and cry at the same time, if that's possible, <laughs> because it wasn't that long ago that you and I sat down and you came to me and you just said, I don't know where to go and I don't know what to do. And as um, only a mother's heart can bleed the way yours bled, um, many mothers today are going to resound with your story. But before we get to all the pain and the tears, there is victory. There is joy. God is in the midst of it. And this is a story that will end well. So hold on to your, uh, your seats, ladies and gentlemen. You're in for a great story. So welcome, Maria. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I feel honored. Um, but you've been you've been around now for a little bit, right? With Women yes. of Influence, yes, about two and a half years now. Yeah. Well, Maria, um, I know that your story um, is painful, and um, I want our our viewers to really hear from your heart. So, begin to tell us a little of the backstory with how all of this came about: your pain, your suffering, and now your victory. Okay. Um, so, I have a son. Uh, I have two stepdaughters and my son. My son is an addict. Um, I found out when he was in high school. Um, It was the hardest thing I have ever gone through in my life. Um, It was just something I never saw. I never, I I don't know, it just, it was, you know, it was shocking. Um, You know what? You didn't want to see it. Never. And I never even had it as a plan B. Yeah. It was, it was just never going to happen to me. Yeah. Um, so that was extremely hard. Um, it's been wow, seven, eight years uh, of just it. It was awful. Um, finding, you know, the right help for him. Uh, the minute I found out, you know, he had a problem, it was when I became very active. Um, just looking for rehabs, the right ones. Yeah. Uh, it was difficult to find rehabs for someone who's under 18, almost impossible at times. Mm-hmm. Um, because of the age and financially, it's just, it's really difficult. And the fact also that they have to want the help. Yeah. My son was yeah. just not ready for yeah. it. So it's, you know, a lot of waste of time, waste, wasted. It's not really wasted, but it's, I guess it's part of the journey. Let's go back, Maria. Let's go back to the beginning of the story when he's young, the first time you began to tell me the story about with the joint. Tell me a little bit about how that started when he was young. I got a call from school. He was in eighth grade, and he had gotten in trouble for helping a boy in the bus 
roll a joint. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I got the call, I was devastated. I show up to school. I had to pick him up. And when I, you know, talk to him, he tells me the story of, you know, mom, he made me do it. He had pot and he asked me to teach him how to roll a joint. And I told him no. And, you know, the story goes on and he convinced me. I believed him yeah. because I thought, of course, my kid would not do that. Yeah. Um, he got expelled or suspended for a few days. And that was just one of the first stories. Now I look back and I think, oh my gosh, I can't believe that I believed him. You know, I want to touch on this a minute because I know there are people listening. I, I do this too much as a pastor and a life coach, and the story is over and over and over again. The next time he's in his bedroom, you're at that time not married, you're a single mom. So we yes. want to set the... This is just how it is. There's a lot of single moms and you've got kids and they're they're struggling. You're working, you're trying to figure yes. life out. They're trying to find their place. They don't know who they are. Um, what's just happened? So you are in an apartment in the back alley are these kids supposedly smoking marijuana. Yes. So we would smell it. A lot of times it would come through the windows and I would be closing windows and and we would see him out in the back. Well, one time I come into his room and it I can smell it. And I said, oh my gosh, close your window. It's really strong. You know, those kids are out there. And he says, yeah, let me close the window. And um, years later, now that we talk about it a lot more, he tells me, you know, mom, when you walked into my room that day, that was me yeah. smoking yeah. it in my room. And it was happening right in my inside my house. Okay. In, and, and that's why I want to stop now. We've got to really, because it's a story, but it's a story that I want women to hear because there are women who need to hear this right now. We live in denial. Yes. We don't want that to be for our children. So it's easier to suppress it. It's easier to deny it. Hope that they, if it is them, which of course it isn't, then they'll find a way, they'll find help because we don't want to deal with it. Because let's get down to the, to the really personal part of this, Maria. No mother wants to feel that they have failed or their child has resorted to that or they have a need or what did I do wrong? I mean, did you have those feelings? I still do every day. What did I do wrong? Why did I let him, you know, give him the freedom that I gave him? Why did I, it was just, I blamed myself for a long time. I, I still struggle with that. Although now I do know it was not me. Yes. Yes. I do. I do. Did struggle for a long time. With well, that. you know, Maria. One thing we've talked a lot about: women of influence. Our mission statement. Many of you may already know it is to empower, equip, and educate women to become all God created them to be. God has a plan. He has empowered you. And what we have to realize is Satan, the liar comes to rob, steal, and destroy. So he wants you to think it's your problem. He wants your son to think he has a problem. And there is this perpetual lie that goes. So we have to, what the Bible says, take every thought captive by renewing our mind. So once after we met and we began talking and you said, I will not live this lie anymore. I'll put put faith to this. All right. And uh, you're going to hear that story in a moment. But I want to sit in this for a minute because I know there's women listening, men listening right now who are struggling. You know, we live in a day of legal legalized marijuana. And so, um, you know, it's really interesting because it is kind of the drug of choice. And so to a lot of people, they will argue that, well, you know, marijuana just calms me down. You know, better that than prescription drugs. And there is this controversy out there. I believe it's a gateway drug, personally. That's is, my definitely. conviction. And um, we've gotten soft with things in our culture today. And we have justified. But what a lot of people don't understand is, unless they were looking into your eyes today and the heartache in your eyes and what you watched, your son um, 
somewhat be destroyed by this gateway drug, right? Um, you know the hurt of that. What are your feelings on that? What would you say to mothers and fathers today? It, it tears you apart. It tears families apart because I became obsessed with it. It was my passion. It was, I focused just on that. I would forget about other things, you know, other people in my life. That was, you know, my focus was just to, to fix him. And I was determined to fix him. You will let me say this because I have a dear friend. I'm walking through this because we think if it's our fault, then we have to fix it. So if my child, if I had done something right, he possibly would not have turned to marijuana, prescription drugs, sex, pornography, alcohol, you name it. You know, I, I love to say this all the time. Satan doesn't care how he gets you. He just wants to get you. So we have to realize the strategies of the enemy. So step outside the box of the issue and see it's Satan who's trying to rob, steal, and destroy. So once you were set free of the bondage of the issue, then you could start taking steps forward, healthy steps forward, to do what God wanted you to do, right? To find healing and help for your son. Yes. Right? Yes. You know, you mentioned to me that it was even painful with your family. Can you touch on that a little bit? Yes. It was... I did not want to share it with my family. I felt judged... I felt like sometimes if I told them a little bit about it, it was more like, why did you allow him to do that? Mm. Why didn't you do something or why didn't you stop it? And it would hurt because I thought, you know, I didn't cause this. I, but in the back of my mind, I would always think maybe I did. Maybe mm. I shouldn't have let mm-hmm. him do this or mm-hmm. I shouldn't have allowed this. Mm-hmm. But I think this is something that was going to happen regardless. Mm-hmm. It was his journey. It was, mm-hmm. definitely. Mm-hmm. And until I just, I honestly handed it to God 100% about two years ago. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. And that's when things started to change 100%. You know, the topic um, of our broadcast today is Relentless Love. And I'm, I want you to share with the audience right now, that definition of relentless love is when you got the call that your son was in jail. Yes. And you said to your husband, what? You know, before that, I actually, two days before that, I was reading a book um, and it had prayers about your children. And one of those prayers was, you know, just I'm handing him to you please, you just, you take care of him. Mm-hmm. I'm going to step back. Yeah. And two days later, I get the phone call mm-hmm. that he had been arrested. And I was devastated. And I even thought, God, I just said, you take care of it. I will step back. And it hit me right there. And mm-hmm. I thought, oh my gosh, this is your way. And I do need to step back. And I will. And I did. And things have changed for the better Things I wouldn't have done for my son. Obviously, I would never want him arrested. The consequences have been for him. Did you rescue him from jail? No, absolutely not. And we, my husband and I both agreed that we would not bail him out. Mm-hmm. Um, and we didn't. He, you know, they let him out three days later. He has community service. He didn't get any jail time, thank God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that was... 100% God's work because yeah. I had literally just asked him 
do something. Mm-hmm. Yes. And he did. Yes. Yeah. You know what I love um, about this story is you talked about how hard it was to let him sit there. Um, but tell us a little bit about community service and what he has seen now this side of it, because it just it hit me when you shared with me, he doesn't want to go there. He doesn't. He His first day at community service was going to homeless camps and uh, Caltrans goes in there and they literally just clean out the place. They kick them out if they're in there and they throw away everything, which is really painful to hear also because I always thought, is this where my son is going to end? And mm-hmm. I think of these people, that is all they have. Yeah. Um, and he says that every, one, every tent he went into, he thought, what am I doing with my life? This is this is definitely not the place I want to end up in. Yeah. Um, he said it was pretty sad to see these people and the, the way they sleep, the, you know, just... Mm. And everything they own. So they go and they just throw everything, everything they own away. Everything away. Just the to, tents, yeah. the, the mattresses, which aren't mm-hmm. even mattresses, mm-hmm. Their, mm-hmm. their food, their mm-hmm. belongings, wow. and, and that's all they have. So when you surrendered because of relentless love, your son to the father... The father who Maria loves him more than you can ever love. And every tear that you're shedding right now as you're telling your story, the father has shed for your son. And when we understand that, it gives us hope. Because the God of the universe that gives him life and breath, every breath he takes is from the father. Yes. And he holds him in his hand. And at times the father says, I'm going to let you go through this difficult time. Because coming out of it, now you will have eyes to see. Because had you not gone through being arrested, had you not gone through seeing what it's like to be homeless, was something as simple as a gateway drug. It starts with that, but it doesn't end with that unless Mm -hmm. you have relentless love. And ladies and gentlemen, relentless love is what we get to do. It's what the Father does for us and is what we're to do for others. So out of relentless love, um, you came, we talked, and you said, Tammy, I want to do something. Every time I'm around women of influence, I'm hearing stories of women that are starting businesses and companies and nonprofit organizations and <laughs> passions and dreams. And, and I said, what do you want to do? And you began, I, it was so cool because we talked and then we met again a few weeks later and you had everything laid out on paper. Tell us what has happened and what has God put on your heart and what you are doing today because of the difficulty, the tragedy and the relentless love you have for others. Well, it became my passion, you know, addiction. Um, I know that there is something we can all do, um, and it isn't a choice. A lot of times it's a mental disorder or wh- whatever mm-hmm. leads them to the drug, it's because they want to numb themselves. Yeah. You know, They don't want to be in that situation, yeah. and I wanted to help, especially uh, younger kids. Um, so I wanted to start a nonprofit. I thought, you know, I need to do something. I can't just sit back and, and watch because it's heartbreaking. So I started a nonprofit. It's uh, one step at a time to recovery. And when I thought of it, I thought, this is crazy. I can't do a nonprofit. That's huge. What am I going to do? I don't even know the first thing about a nonprofit. And that's when I contacted Tammy. And I just came with an idea when I told you about it. I thought, I'm going to start little, maybe starting a fundraiser, a 5K. And before I even finished my sentence, you said, you can do it. You will do it. And I thought, wait, I'm just telling you what my idea is. And she says, no, you can do it. I will help you. And I remember driving home that day and I thought, I am going to do this. She believed in me. You always Mm -hmm. tell us this, but you believed in me before I believed in myself. And that is so true. I 
I wanted to do something, but I didn't think I could. You know, Maria, gosh, you're going to get me crying here. Um, I think what broke my heart when you talked about trying to find rehab for your son and everything was, first of all, so expensive. I have friends who have had to mortgage their homes. I have friends who have spent every penny they had on a child because they relentless love does that. Yes. And they, they've lost everything because they love a child who doesn't want to be loved or feel they deserve love. And so first of all, there's that. And then there's these rehabs. We know we're here in Southern California and there's there's ridiculous rehabs. It's like, you know, you go up to Malibu and it's a five-star resort and it's $100,000 and you yes. mortgage your home. And, 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 you know, you came to me and you said, Tammy, there's not even a place for him to go. We're, and, and he's young, he's under 18. So your heart are for these younger kids who are struggling and helping parents yes. put their kids in rehab. Yes. Right? Yes. It's it's so hard when you meet these parents that are going through the same thing. And I know their pain. And I know the child's pain, too, because they, they are in pain. And there's not much help out there. Yeah. So yeah. my goal is to be able to help at least one child. And I know I can do more than that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, just to help them get through that place when they're ready. Yeah. And... Which is important. It's important. Tell them why they it's have important. to be ready. You cannot force them. You can't make them do it until they are ready to do it. Yeah, yeah. And my son now, he's clean. Amen. It's almost a year. Yes. Mm. And, and it was because he was ready. He wanted to do it. Yeah. And he's in college now. And he's in college. He's a junior. Or yeah, he's a junior in college. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's going to be an art major. Great. And Great. he's doing amazing. Finding his purpose. And it's still work in progress. Yeah, sure. But we all are. Yes. We all are. Well, Maria, um, I know this has touched hearts and all of us, because even if we are, haven't personally gone through this, we know someone who has. And honestly, this drug and other drugs are affecting every home in some way or another. Prescription drugs. And like I said, it, all of these addictions. So we need to be set free. And that's what um, I just want to end with this, that the Father wants to set us free. Yes. Uh, the Father who loves us weeps when we weep, and He hurts when we're hurt, and He's a loving Father, and there is freedom in the Father. So I want to encourage every mother right now just to say a prayer over your children, a prayer of relentless love. I just want to pray that you see them as the Father sees them, not even as you see them, because you may be hurt, you may be discouraged, and you may be disappointed, and you may be speaking and seeing out of heartache and hurt. But I'm going to ask you right now to pray this simple prayer. Precious Father, teach me to love my child with relentless love, the relentless love that you love me with, the relentless love that you love my child with. And I just pray that now in the name of Jesus over everyone listening to this broadcast, that relentless love would prevail and we would see healing and we would see those who are held captive set free in the name of Jesus. Wow. What a powerful, powerful story. Maria, if someone listening today wants to get in touch with you and be a part of what you're doing and just give you $100,000 to get this thing started or more, how would they reach out to you? Give us some information on that. (laughs) Well, they can definitely email me, um, Jones 71 at AOL.com. One or more time. they could Jones 71 at AOL.com or reach out to my amazing church, Influence, um, and they can get a hold of me yeah, there. Yeah. 
Yeah, you can actually just uh, get hold of us at womenofinfluence.today. That's womenofinfluence.today. And if you are a woman and you're saying, do I have influence? Girlfriend, the answer is yes, you do. Every woman, every man, every person has a sphere of influence. Usually our influence comes from an area of pain, disappointment, discouragement, possibly vision, goals, and dreams. I'm going to ask you just to tap into what God wants to do in your life through your story. So thank you so much for joining us. Um, Pastor Kara, thank you again for all that you do. And how how about this story today? It was amazing. Um, Just as you were talking, uh, Maria, one of my favorite moms in the Bible was actually Moses' mom, Yehebed. I always say her name wrong, so forgive me if that's not how it's pronounced. But um, when you and Pastor Tammy were both talking about regardless of how much a mother does, they still have to go on their own journey. And what I love about Yehebed is she she was a basket weaver. I heard a, a pastor share a message about all of us moms as women. I'm not a mom yet, um, but we're all meant to be basket weavers. Mm. We can create as much of a basket as we want around our kids, but at the end of the day, she still had to send that basket off with Moses in it. That's and so he good. had his own journey to take. Mm. And um, from a child's perspective... For all the moms that are listening, I just want to encourage you as well as caution you. We as children, we may not always say it, but we see everything. Mm. We know and observe so much more than you guys can possibly imagine. So So even in the small things that you do to encourage us, regardless on how much we stomp our feet and run up the stairs and say, you don't know my life. um, All those seeds, they they constantly come up. Mm. They they never leave us. We never step away from those things. And... um, for me, when I was growing up, my mom used to say, I remember a lot of times when she was coming from her, she's like, I've failed. I've clearly done something wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, but as you were talking, just I felt like some some mother out there, some woman that's listening to this needs to hear, you may be trying your best, but why not let him, let God do his best? Yeah. Oh, that's so good. Because his best is so much greater and substantial and life lasting than anything that we can do as women or even moms at our best. Yeah. But yeah, this That's is amazing. So good. That's so good. Thank you so much, Maria, for sharing your story. Um, everyone that's listening, I really encourage you reach out to Maria. If you are equally as passionate about helping um, our addicted youth, adults, whoever it may be, as well as if you're listening and you've just kind of had this perk up in your spirit and you're struggling with addiction yourself, if you are not comfortable yet to reach out Maria, just come and see us at Influence Church. We have prayer teams that are always available for you. This is a safe place. There is no judgment, no demands, no requirements, but we just want to partner with you in this because one of the first lies that you will always walk into is that you're alone. And that is not the case. You are not the person that's alone in this addiction. And we want to partner with you and help you. Um, But thank you so much, Pastor Tammy, for taking the time and setting this up. Maria, once again, you're amazing. And if you want any more information about Women of Influence, just reach out to us at womenofinfluence.today, or we can see you at Influence Church in Anaheim Hills. And we'll see you next week, ladies. 